Hello, welcome to a special edition of The Hot Seat. I'm here with Dr. Michael Bruta to discuss uh, Francois Hollande's victory in the French presidential elections. Welcome, Michael. Thank you. Good morning. So what factors explain Hollande's victory in the French presidential election? Well, one of the, the difficulties we have as political scientists is to try and understand if we are trying to explain Holland's victory or Sarkozy's defeat mm. uh, because uh, it seems that the French president was so unpopular in recent months uh, that everybody had actually predicted an, an even more widespread uh, defeat by the, the incumbent president. So I think that mostly Holland has been brought in because people wanted to try something else. So it's um, a defeat for the incumbent rather than a victory for the challenger, you think? I think so. I mean, when we, we ask questions to, to citizens about uh, whether they actually voted for a candidate they really believed in or whether they were more likely to choose between um, the least evil. Uh, and unfortunately, a majority of respondents were actually fairly pessimistic about the way they actually voted and said that they didn't really have a positive choice they wanted to adhere to. What, does, what do you think that says about the, the mindset of the French voters in this election then? Well, I think the French people are exceptionally cynical and worried. I mean, we, we conducted a large uh, survey for uh, the election with several waves, and we actually asked people how they were reacting uh, during the campaign. And we had a lot of expressions of anger, skepticism, uh, and worries as well. I mean, people were both worried about what would happen if Sarkozy won and if Hollande won. Uh, they were even worried about what would happen if some of the smaller parties like the National Front did good scores as well. Mm. Um, so it seems that the, the French people were both very interested in the election in the sense that they actually want to vote in very large numbers. I mean, over 80% turnout is actually very good. Uh, but also with uh, no small amount of disillusion uh, when actually going to the polling booths. And how much was uh, the domestic situation? How important was that compared to the, the wider European situation? Obviously, France being one of the major players within the Eurozone and the EU. Um, how much was the domestic against the international scene important? Well, you see, that's one of the interesting things because, the, I mean, there was the domestic, there was the international, there was also third factor which is fairly specific to this election which was something to do with style, style of government, style of the relationship between citizens uh, and their political institutions. I think that in many ways um, up to uh, the second round of the election on the 6th of May uh, a majority of French people seem to trust the economic proposals of Sarkozy a little bit more than they did Hollande's. Uh, at the same time, they were also really keen on the idea that austerity would not come without uh, some sort of impetus for growth as well. But I think that, by and large, uh, the French people were convinced that austerity was both needed domestically and at the European level. But I think that at the same time, there was that perception that uh, Sarkozy, even though he was implementing austerity at the national level, was not actually living uh, in a sufficiently austere style and was in some ways sending the wrong signals to voters symbolically and I think that's what she was also punished for. You touched on economics there. Do you think this is going to lead to a shift within um, the economic mainstream within France, within Europe, and move to a more Keynesian um, approach to d boosting demand rather than austerity and cuts? I think that my, my personal guess, and obviously it's very difficult to know in advance 
uh, to what extent Hollande will implement the various parts of his programs. Um, my guess is that the people on the right and the people on the left uh, equally um, overdramatized the economic impact of Hollande's victory. I mean, one thing to remember already was that Hollande, to be the candidate of the Socialist Party, had to go through a primary election mm. in the autumn. And in uh, that election, he was the candidate with the most centrist, sort of, you know, uh, neo-Blairite um, program. So he was not really promising a lot of Canadian intervention from the state. He's never been known as a left-wing socialist in France. Um, I think that there are a few symbolic uh, measures which would sort of hint um, at an attempt to attract uh, the far less electorate, like the proposal to create a 75% uh, marginal tax rate uh, for people earning over 1 million euros uh, a year. But I think that by and large, um, it's more a question of wanting to talk about growth, of having a prospect of how to uh, uh, make the most, if you want, of uh, the austerity plan, rather than replacing austerity by Keynesian politics. So what are the implications going to be within France? How much power does the president have? And what prospects do you think the country has going forward? Well, the, the first thing is that we've got general elections, obviously, in France on the 10th and the 17th of June. And institutionally, the power of the president is very directly correlated with the question of whether or not he's got a majority in parliament. When the president and the parliament belong from the same majority, then the president is actually very powerful because his parliament would not... Uh, dare to actually go against the president's will and then he would actually have uh, a fairly dominant um, say on the way the country is actually governed. But if for whatever reason the right won the general election, which is still perfectly possible, or if there was a hung parliament with nuclear majority, uh, then Hollande would be uh, limited in terms of his power to some more symbolic attributes. What about the impact on Europe and the impact outside of France. We've seen just um, yesterday Hollande going to meet um, Merkel for the first time. So, what impact do you think this is going to have on Europe going forwards? Well, the, um, the paradoxical element now is that, um, in a way, many people thought that Hollande had to actually sing from uh, a single different tune, if you want, from uh, Sarkozy and Merkel because he was campaigning for election. Now he's been elected, he doesn't need to do that anymore. But at the same time, Merkel is starting to be campaigning herself mm. uh, for a re-election in a few months. So the, the sort of uh, balance of power between the two is slightly shifting in terms of Merkel having to actually offer something to her voters as well. Mm. Um, and in that sense, I mean, the, on, on the face of it, it looks like two dancers, one of whom is dancing a tango and the other one who waltz and, you know, they are trying to make it work together. But I think that ultimately it's in the interest of both of them to actually find some sort of agreement which I believe is going to be much closer to the Sarkozy-Merkel line than to what uh, many people have depicted uh, as what they believe to be the Hollande line. So I think it will still be uh, a line which will be dominated by austerity anyway, but with some promises that um, something is being built for the longer term future as well. Do you see any great impact on Britain of Hollande's victory? I think that it will certainly uh, cheer up the Labour Party, uh, which is already being uh, more cheerful for a number of reasons anyway, um, but also because it seems to correspond to a sort of general European dynamic uh, about, you know, 
uh, left-wing politics becoming sort of a bit more credible, more trendy than they were a few years ago. Uh, one of the great paradoxes about Britain is that regardless of whether people think that it is different or similar to the rest of Europe, in terms of political cycles, it's always been perfectly in tune with the rest of the continent. Um, and in that sense, I think that uh, the main uh, issue for the British government uh, at this stage is that uh, Britain seems to be uh, the only country left with uh, a clear double deep recession apart from a few other players like Greece. Um, and as such, I think that uh, Cameron will probably try and get uh, his role to play as well in the sort of dialogue between Hollande and Merkel to actually show that he's also part of the sort of global European uh, recovery. Thank you very much, Dr. Michael Protip. You're off the hot seat. Thank, Thank you. you very much.